0: You're listening to The Great Sense 68 Podcast, the dedicated Birmingham City women's audio show bringing you the latest news and interviews from the club. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to The Great since 68 Podcast. This is episode 40. I'm joined today by Kaz. Kaz, it's great to have you back.
1: Nice to be back.
0: We'll start this week's episode by looking at the game from this past weekend. Birmingham City took on the Champions Chelsea down at Damson Park. It was an eventful afternoon for Birmingham City as we came away with a point at home. 0-0 was the final score. There were certain events in this game, Kaz, that turned the game around and we could have possibly lost it because of these decisions. But the first one was probably... penalty came first, didn't it? Yeah. So in terms of the penalty, it was Keris Harrop, the captain, who flew in with the tackle, what appeared to be a perfectly timed tackle from the side, took the ball in front of Jisoo Yun and the referee, to the bemusement of a lot of the home supporters, pointed to the spot. What did you think of this incident, Kaz?
1: I thought the referee was a joke that game that just topped it off for me. You can see by watching the replays, it was a fantastic challenge by uh, Keris. I think we got justice when and saved the penalty.
0: Absolutely. And uh, Keris, for her part, was pretty vocal on social media after the game. She said, as a defender, there's no better feeling than making a tackle like this one against Chelsea. Please don't make this disappear from the game. And I think that echoes the thoughts of a lot of people who've seen the video, Kaz. It's it's one of those sorts of challenges when you make it, everyone goes, what a great tackle that is. And obviously the referee seen something different.
1: Yeah, I I think personally, I think the referees are trying to take the physical side out of the game like all the tackling i think it's going to become a non-contact spot that challenge compared to some of the challenges she let go i thought that was like probably one of the best tackles of the game
0: it's it's interesting you say uh, about trying to get the physicality out of the game because as we've seen in previous weeks obviously like the drew spence incident against arsenal the previous week there's some heavy challenges going in and it doesn't seem like the referees are clamping down so maybe there's there's still some work to be done by getting consistency across all of the referees in the league. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Now going on to the actual penalty kick then, it was Karen Carney, the former Birmingham City midfielder who stepped up to take this one and Anne Katrin Berger in goal, dives full stretch across to her left and tips the ball away. What were your thoughts before this kick was going, uh, going to be taken, Kaz? Did you think she was going to score?
1: Yeah. Uh, I did. If you look at Karen Carney's penalty record, I think over the last five years, I've only seen Karen Carney, I think, miss one. And that was the season where Birmingham could have won the league. I think Carly Telford saved it against
0: Nuts, I think it was. Yeah, that was the uh, the final day of the season, that one.
1: Yeah. So I thought Kaz would have put it away. But you don't know what's been going through Kaz's head with obviously the backlash of the Champions League game that she's been getting. I'm not going to take anything away from Anne. Fantastic penalty save, but yeah, I thought Kaz was going to score
0: it. It's interesting also in midweek she had a penalty that she scored against Fiorentina in the Champions League, which she put to her left-hand side, so the keeper's right-hand side. In the build-up to the kick when she's stepping up to take it, Anne kind of makes movements slightly to the right, so maybe that perhaps that put her off going to that same side in this match and the result turned out to be a difference and we got the save.
1: I definitely think so, but if you look at Anne's penalty saves, she saved more than what she's let in
0: as well. Yeah, and she showed as she did against Chelsea in the FA Cup last year that Anne steps up at the big moments. She does, yes. I spoke to Blues manager Mark Skinner following the game and here is take on the draw and his thoughts ahead of the Arsenal game. It was a 0-0 draw today Mark against Chelsea, the former champions, well the current champions I should say, of the Women's Super League. What are your thoughts overall, obviously there was key moments in the game towards the end that could have changed it and we could have lost the points but we've got the point and we must be proud of that.
2: I'm proud of the girls and their, their effort and, and the resilience have shown today because there were three things that went against us. Obviously, Marissa going off injured, Hayley getting sent off and then a penalty that I was—I I genuinely don't believe is a penalty. To come back and get a point or to keep your point, I think uh, it shows so, so proud of them, so, so proud of them.
0: After the um, news it got last week, obviously, with Drew Spence, with the injury to Kim Little, obviously, once again, Chelsea were quite a physical side today. What did you think of the way they played?
2: I don't have a problem with being physical as long as it's clean. You can be physical, but just don't leave naughty tackles in. Was there that many today? Uh, Maybe not. But even the ones that we may have done, we got punished for. And I don't think they did. I don't think it was a fair... Balance in the game today, and that's that's just my opinion. Everyone's entitled to, I'm entitled to mine.
0: In the run up to this weekend's game, there was a start about uh, Hayley Ladd and Marissa as being the most foul players in the league, and obviously, once again, they're in the wars and just proving that they're, they're the players that are affecting games and that players are obviously scared of the way they play now.
2: Yeah, they are, and I think, look, it looks like, you know, whatever happens in the next week or two, um, we've got a week off next week. Um, We'll see how we can go, but obviously we'll miss Hayley for the Arsenal game. So other people have to step in and do the job, and I trust them. I believe in them. So or so be it. Like that's what that's what teams and squads are for,
0: aren't they? As Anne showed last year against Chelsea in another penalty shootout, she was p- p- the hero once again. And again today, she saved a great penalty from Karen Carney, a legend at this club, obviously. Yeah. And it just it just goes to show that Anne has zero fear when it comes to these sorts of situations. She knows what to do, and she ex- executed it perfectly today. She's a big time player, and she's the best
2: goalkeeper, especially at penalties I've ever seen. She's a wonderful goalkeeper, and and I'm pleased
0: that we've got her at Birmingham. We speak a lot about Aoife getting into the England squad, but for, um, in terms of Anne, Anne, what does Anne need to do to get in the German team, do you think?
2: I was under the impression that there was somebody watching Anne today, so we'll see. I don't look to select or influence anybody's opinion, but again, Aoife was fantastic again today, wasn't she? So if she keeps putting those performances in, surely, surely she'll get to the point where she's recognised, you know, she shut out the England forward today. And sure, if she can continue to do that with our back line, then somebody has to see that.
0: Chris, asked me to ask you. During the game we played against Manchester City and Chelsea. We didn't play the best passing football that we can compared to how we play against other teams. Do you think it's a sort of fear still lingering over the, against the big teams that you think that we don't always have the confidence to play the passes like we would against a team maybe not challenging as much as... Chelsea or Man City?
2: Maybe so. I just think that what I'd say is that those games are always going to be tighter because if you open up too much, you get counter-attacked. If you watch Chelsea's performance today, they're a counter-attacking team. So they sit in pockets, wait for you to make a mistake, one press, and then they're into that pocket and then you're through. And that's happened a couple of times today. So I just think you have to be different. Like you can't always, always open up. We want to play this lovely, expansive football, yeah? But that has to come. We're still only six games into the season. I think it's just different circumstances that sometimes you have to educate yourself to see. The grass got a little bit sticky from the first part. And if you watch the bubbles on the ball, so those details, makes you make different decisions and it just puts that little bit of you're not sure in what you're doing so I think there's loads of little bits of detail that you have to watch if you're going to make decisions on how we play and so on we'd have ideally love to play forward we weren't happy at half time we adjusted a couple of things but then second half I thought that we showed our other side of our game the resilience.
0: Looking forward to the next game Mark against Arsenal another big game Arsenal have started the season on fire they look like the team to beat this season with players out it's going to be even tougher than we would have thought before this game Um, what what do you think we need to do to counteract what the attacking brilliance, obviously, of Arsenal this season.
2: Yeah, look, I think they do. They attack brilliantly. I think you can get at Arsenal, I really do. They're a brilliant team of individuals and Joe's brought them together to make them a team, so he's doing a good job. But it's a challenge, isn't it? I'm not scared. We're not scared. We'll put people in that can play in those positions We'll work hard over the next two weeks to get that right. And let's look, bring it on, like. I know it's Halloween, but you don't have to be scared all the time.
0: Going off the back of that interview, Kaz, any thoughts you want to share on what Mark had to say?
1: Yeah, everybody's going on. I'm going to touch on the Aoife Mannion situation with England. Everybody's going on about Aoife Mannion for England, but I think people need to start looking at Megs. I think Megs is probably shown this season, and uh, I think people need to start giving Megs a bit more credit than what she's been getting.
0: Yeah, she had that great block on, I think it was Frank Kirby when she Frank was Frank Kirby, yeah. yeah. uh, against Chelsea obviously and so and she's put in performances just as you say as Eva Mannion so both of them are Should be pushing for that position, but obviously Aoife is the one who's been more notably named. I don't know, maybe, maybe because she's getting close to the, more close to the squad than Meg at, the, at yeah. this point of time. Looking back at her, some of the other decisions that Mark mentioned, of course, the red card. I think the first yellow card for Hayley Ladd was a bit harsh. It was a bit early on in the game, and considering some of the challenges that she let go for Chelsea, I think it was Aaron Cuthbert was warned about three times, but without giving a yellow card. So maybe the first one was a bit harsh, but then it seemed like Hayley, perhaps a bit bit naive to go in on the second one, which I thought was a definite yellow card. So she, in the context of where she was at that moment in time, it was a red card, but perhaps the first one should have been avoided. So she wouldn't have had to make that decision to send her off Kaz.
1: But if you look at the first decision, the first yellow card, I don't understand how she could have booked Hayley because it was her and Emma Follis that made the challenge. If you look at it properly. There was two players who made the challenge.
0: Yeah, it was, it was definitely a team effort to, to take uh, yeah. Jess Carter down, I think, in, in that one. It's, it's unfortunate that a player I thought was one of the best players, if not the best on the pitch against Chelsea, will have to miss the most now difficult game that we have of the season, which is away at Arsenal. What did you think of Hayley Ladd's performance before she went off?
1: I think Hayley Ladd's probably one of the most improved players we've got. When we first signed there, everybody was like, oh, we don't know a lot about this kid. She turns out to be one of the best midfielders I've ever, I think I've ever seen, playing a blue shirt.
0: I put this to Mark. I, I, I see her as like the midfield version of Eva Mannion. The way she can control the play and dictate the ball. And and it's really great to see that she's coming into her own at Birmingham City now. After Some prestige, obviously, becoming the Bristol City captain before she came to Birmingham City. And now she's really establishing herself, along with Miss Marissa Hughes, who had to go off with injury, unfortunately, in this game. It, it's nice to see that uh, combination forming in that midfield partnership, which is establishing in us into a very dangerous team.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Like, who'd have thought, like, at the start of the season, we'd be challenging for the league and probably have the two best midfielders in the league playing together it's just fantastic that we've got these type of players that actually want to play for our club and are putting in the performances they're putting in
0: it's great to see and unfortunately as as i touched on Mauricio has had to go off with a suspected shoulder injury she took a heavy fall in this one and was taken straight to hospital for precautionary reasons hopefully she's not out for too long but we don't know any more at this point in time but from from your point of view kaz it was as as I mentioned, in I think again with Mark, it was um, they're they're the two most foul players in the league, and it and it shows that they're the way they're dominating the midfield. People are getting a bit frustrated, and they're taking them taking out on those two players.
1: Yeah, I think you're saying that. Like I said on on Sunday, obviously Marissa got injured. Hayley got tackled a few times, which never got punished. I don't think people know how to break our team down. Never mind our midfield. I don't think many teams know how to break the whole team down.
0: Chelsea were just getting frustrated with just being unable to do anything to get that final decisive finish or shot and that's because of the work that the team was putting in with uh, the likes of, I think, Sarah Malin typified this. She was running flat out even towards the final whistle.
1: Yeah, I think the Arsenal game, I think Sarah has to start in in the middle. I don't know who else she's going to play with, but I would definitely put Sarah in the middle against Arsenal and see what she can do to stop their forward line. We haven't got Marissa. We haven't got Hayley. I think I would put Paige back at left back for the Arsenal game, and maybe move Efa into midfield as well, because we all know Efa can play in midfield as well, like central midfield.
0: Yeah, you, you you're kind of on my way of link. I I thought that Mark might surprise a few and put Efor into the midfield and bring Page into left back. Yeah, with with Kerris moving back into the centre back position for this one, it might be a case, or he might go with the uh, probably the like for like replacements would be Chloe Arthur and Connie Schofield being put into the midfield. But Chloe Arthur's not been here that long, and Connie Schofield's not had that much first team action and, and against like a team of. Arsenal's quality we might want someone who has played more this season I don't I don't know it's it's an interesting one yes yeah, to, yeah, to it's, it's going to be a good game I think in terms of the Chelsea game we only had a single shot this weekend and that was wide the mark from I think it was Chloe Arthur from distance I think the drawback from playing out the back is we perhaps invite pressure onto us and it makes it hard for ourselves to get the ball into dangerous areas especially with our two established strikers both out injured, with uh, Ellen White and Rachel Williams both out of course. But at the same time, we had 58% of the ball, and by having the ball more, rather than chasing it, it helped us maintain our energy levels till the final whistle, something we might not have done in recent seasons. So despite the frustrations, do the positives outweigh the negatives when it comes to this draw, Kaz?
1: Oh, I definitely think so. N- nothing taken away from Charlie. You've got your two best centre-forwards there on the sideline. So for what we're doing, I think everybody needs to be- take the positives out of the negatives because the team's given so much. Like, And it's not just the forward line. Everybody's taken responsibility.
0: Absolutely. And with considering our budget and stuff, obviously we can't go out and buy another striker to tide us over until they come back. And the fact that the team are still in the top three After, I don't know how many games, five five or six games now. And we're still in contention. So when one of those two players or both of them come back, we're going to be a real threat going forward as well as defensively.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't think we're going to score as many goals as Arsenal are scoring at the minute. But it'll be interesting to see what happens when Ellen and Rich do come back fit.
0: Absolutely. And that's a nice segue into our next topic, which is the women's football show. And they kicked off this week's show with Arsenal versus Reading. The story of the week was Joe Montemurro signing a new contract to Arsenal. It was a 6-0 win for Arsenal against Reading, which I, I thought Reading would at least put up a fight, but it seemed like, despite great finishing from Arsenal once again, another hat-trick from Vivian Miedemar, but you've got to question Reading's defence in this game. They didn't close down quick enough, and they were often caught out of position as Arsenal fired in goal after goal. What do you think's going wrong at uh, Kelly Chambers' side, uh, Kaz? Last season they were so impressive, and they've added the quality of Gemma Davidson in the summer. But looking at them this weekend, they look like they've gone backwards.
1: I think a lot of them are playing with injury as well. I know, come the start of the season, I know Joe was had a knock. You've got the likes of Maz Pacheco. That's out. Uh, Rachel Laws, who's the goalkeeper, she's out. I don't know. I think a lot of the players could be carrying injuries. And obviously, it shows in their performances.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point. I did pick up both Arsenal and Reading only had four players on the bench in this game. So it does look like the, I don't know, the, the, the schedule or just um, unfortunate injuries have taken taken its toll on both of these teams. But Arsenal obviously have such strength and depth in terms of the quality that they have in the squad. It's just not really affecting them so much at the moment, whereas opposed to Reading, it really is.
1: It is, yeah. I'm just going to touch on Arsenal's defence at the minute. If you look at the game, the couple of chances that Reading did have that opened up the defence. So maybe Mark needs to look into that as well, because the defence didn't look great.
0: No, there was that chance for, I think it was Farrell Williams she was played yeah. through and she she hit it straight at the keeper, but she probably could have done better and that would have roused their team a bit going forward. But it finished 6-0 in the final score. The next game after the Birmingham City uh, highlights were shown was Brighton versus Manchester City. Another big win for Manchester City. They look like they're really clicking once again. Brighton just didn't seem like they could handle the uh, the class of Man City and Georgia Stanway is proving why she's pushing for an England spot, Kaz.
1: Yeah, obviously Writing on a new team and obviously Hope Powell's brought a lot of players in over the uh, pre-season. So I think they need to start clicking a bit more. Everybody knows the quality of Man City. I know a lot of people don't like them, but they have got quality. Georgia Stanway is looking like one hell of a fantastic player. So we'll see what she and the team can do this season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as, as she's still a teenager, she's really... She's maturing as uh, as being more clinical, I guess. There were there were moments last season where she showed a bit of a petulant side and hacked and like uh, got a bad booking or whatever. But this season, at least, she's following in maybe the footsteps of Nikita Paris last season where she is maturing into a good goal scorer for Manchester City.
1: Oh, yeah. I think she's working with some of the best players in the world. So I think that might be rubbing
0: off for her as well. The next game was Liverpool travelling to West Ham. West Ham obviously suffered that big defeat the previous week. Liverpool picked up the win. It was a early goal from Courtney Sweetman-Kirk. Becky Spencer pulled off a double save early on, but she couldn't do nothing as Courtney Sweetman-Kirk tapped in at the third attempt. West Ham had their chances in this game, but keeper Fran Kitchen was on hand to make some fine saves to deny the Hammers. They still aren't playing their best football, Kaz, but Liverpool are starting to pick up the points after their poor start.
1: Yeah, they are. They've got good players, you know what I mean? They've got like Sophie Bradley, Fran in goal, Jess Clark sweetman kirk do you know what i mean they're all established wsl players they're getting some good results at the minute but what are they going to be like against bigger teams do you know what i mean they only just beat brighton they've only just beat west ham west ham i think come christmas when they've properly clicked i think they're going to be a force to reckon with
0: yeah absolutely you've got like the likes of jane ross who isn't really firing yet but when she does she's proven for man city that she can score goals so she's going to be a threat going forward and as you say, Liverpool, they're, not, they've, they're still not really proving themselves against the top sides. They've obviously had that big defeat to Arsenal early in the season, I think it was, and still without a manager, so we'll have to wait and see who comes in there. But they've had that positive news this week that they've confirmed they're playing at Brenton Park, Tramia's ground, going forward for the next three seasons, I believe it is. So they've at least got that stability going forward with so much uncertainty at the club over the first few weeks of the season.
1: Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. That would have been playing on the minds, not of only the players, but the fans as well, to see where they were going to be playing. Probably a good thing that they've sorted a stadium out for the next couple couple of years.
0: And the final game from the Women's Football Show this week was Yeovil versus Bristol City. Lucy Graham scored two goals to win it for Bristol, either side of Amber Gaimner, who scored for the hosts. Watching the highlights from this game, I couldn't help think that Graham is the sort of player we're missing right now. It's uh, She's a real poacher who gets in the right place at the right time, just as Ellen did last season. What did you think, Kaz?
1: Uh, I haven't actually seen the game, but obviously she is a good good striker. And like you said, yeah, we could probably deal with somebody like her at the minute. But I think Tanya's did a great job at Bristol. Aren't they like fifth?
0: Yeah, they're fifth, yeah.
1: With some of the players that they've lost as well. I think that's a fantastic, she's doing a fantastic job. They did a fantastic job against us. It's just happened that we scored a world against them. I like Bristol. I think they could be like my second team in the WSL.
0: Yeah, they're an interesting one this season. Everyone really wrote them off, I guess, after Willie Kirk left and Lauren Hemp left for Manchester City. So they lost two, arguably their two biggest components of their successful side last season. But yeah, as you say, Tanya Roxterby's turned it around and she's getting them into a great position with Sophie at the back and Lucy Graham up front. So it'll be interesting to see how, where they finish this season. Obviously, they've started really well. Looking at the table, Arsenal are top with five wins from five. Manchester City move up to 2nd with their win over Brighton. Birmingham City slip to 3rd despite a hard-fought draw with the Champions Chelsea. And Liverpool move up to 4th place with a win over West Ham. Before we move on to our preview this week, we have an interview to share with you. I spoke to summer signing Harriet Scott following Sunday's game. Here it is. It's been two months since you signed for Birmingham City, how are you settling in?
3: I think quite well, the girls, it's been made so easy because the girls have been so welcoming. I'm living in the player house at the moment and it's a, a home from home really already and the, the team have been more, more and more welcoming. Uh, the Mark and all the staff have settled me in straight away, they're really trying to integrate me into the way that we want to play here and yeah I'm loving it so far.
0: You were a part of the title winning Reading side that gained promotion to the top flight in 2015. Try and describe that, that season, what was what it was like from your point of view?
3: Feels like a lifetime ago now. Uh, yeah, no, it was really good. It was. Um, so we were part time at that point, and it was a really exciting time because it was. You know, you had something to really, really fight for. Uh, it was a really hard league to be in. It's really quite a hard league to progress through. Um, but we kind of stayed strong to what we wanted to do, and yeah, to gain promotion, being a full time player was unbelievable. And something I'll never forget.
0: You were named Republic of Ireland's Player of the Year earlier this year. Did you expect to be in the running for such an award?
3: No, not at all. Even a year before that, I wasn't even involved in the Irish senior setup. So I just was enjoying my time. And kind of within the international fold and then yeah to be even nominated along the players that i was nominated alongside so megan campbell and Denise sullivan i was even just ecstatic to be invited to the awards let alone to actually get there and end up winning it but it's great
0: injuries hampered your season last year but that probably it probably goes to show how just how well you did for club and country last season to win such an award
3: yeah, I had a like you said, an unfortunate injury last season. It just came at the wrong time. But yeah, so it, it just because obviously it took into account the whole year, and I kind of come into the Irish setup, and I played every minute of it until I was injured. So I, and Colin, who's our, my island manager, was very vocal about what we'd done for each other and how well the whole team was doing. And yeah, I was just the fortunate one that managed to win that award in the end. But I think a whole host of people could have won that award.
0: A Little quickfire Q and A to finish this. Tea or coffee?
3: Coffee, <laughs> just.
0: Musical or podcasts?
3: Podcasts.
0: Summer or winter? Winter. Rock or pop? Pop. Champions League or Women's Super League? Women's Super League. Thanks again to Harriet Scott for the interview. Moving on now to our preview for this, uh, well, next weekend it is, that so we haven't got a game this weekend. We've got the unfortunate case of we're the odd one out this weekend, so we've got a weekend off. Blues will likely be without Marissa Ewers after she was taken to hospital after getting injured against Chelsea. Shout out to Lucy Quinn, who left to go visit Marissa as soon as the game finished. Another great example of that team bond that Mark's side has. Blues will also be without Marissa's midfield partner Hayley Ladd after a red card against Chelsea, which means she will miss one game through suspension. What do you think is the best option against free-scoring Arsenal, Kaz? What do you think we need to do to combat this team?
1: I don't know, because we've actually got like the best defensive record in the league. If we can keep a few players quiet, the likes of Beth Mead, Jordan Nobbs, I think we could get some it, but it's a hard one. Out of all the games this season, this is the one I'm worried about.
0: Arsenal away is never easy. We obviously scored twice last time, last season, I think it was the first game of the season, but we still ended up losing 3-2 and that was before Arsenal really clicked into gear with uh, Joe Montemurro taking over in charge. It was still under Pedro at that time. So Arsenal have arguably got at least twice as better as they were that day so it's going to be a tough one. Arsenal have scored 27 goals in their first five matches which is unheard of really in this sort of level. Conceded just three goals which are all against West Ham which maybe that gives us a chance if we can get some shots on the target as opposed to against Chelsea maybe. If we try our luck we might get something from this but it's going to be as you say really tough so... What do you predict the score is going to be, Kaz? I don't, I don't expect a, a, a win for us, but you never know.
1: Well, the way they're just pushing away everybody else. What was the Chelsea score? 5 or 6 nil? 5 nil? Yeah, I believe so. All right, I'm going to go 3-0 Arsenal.
0: I'm going to be slightly more confident, but not much more confident. I'm going to say Arsenal's going to win 2-1 in this. I think, I think we're due a goal, but I think Arsenal have just got another gear at the moment that's going to take them over the edge to win this one. And that's all for this week's show. We'll be back in a few weeks' time and we'll review the Arsenal game and look ahead to Everton. And that was the Great Since 68 podcast. To listen to future shows or listen back to our previous ones, go to iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify or any other podcast platform you may use. And search for Great Since 68 and subscribe today. Thanks for listening and remember, keep right on. Keep right on. Till the end of the road, three miles.